It is time to uh, chat uh, with Chris Roos from the City Morning Herald. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Dave. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, big week in racing. And uh, James Mack, we spoke about this morning on the Big Sports Breakfast. He needs just one meeting uh, to come off to ride to Slipper Day. And, of course, after Slipper Day, off to Hong Kong for the Derby. So uh, he will be right to ride in the Derby no matter what. But, gee, we'd love to see him Slipper Day. Yeah, I think the punters have taken the short odds, a few of those things in the um, in the group ones there. He's on Animo and the George Ryder. We found out that Animo was going to the George Ryder yesterday. Cylinder is the slipper favourite. He's on the favourite lost and running in the Galaxy and the favourite um, Pericles in the in the Guinea. So it's a pretty big one meeting he's got to get off for, for, for more than one reason for punters and everyone. Interestingly, yesterday in the inquiry, it, it was a very similar incident to the incident on Saturday where the protest was on, that um, a horse, ran, he ran out, ran across, a horse almost fell. They graded the one on Saturday, I believe, medium carelessness by Zach Lloyd because contrib- the horse contributed to it, where uh, James's was rated as high. So it started a higher, uh, and they use a template in New South Wales, so I'll explain this to you. So... They say they give it a rating of carelessness, then a rating of the consequences that a horse nearly fell. And that starts at 14 meetings. So it started at 14 meetings. Because James pleaded guilty and he was very remorseful and was apologetic for what happened, he said he just switched off and had a bit of a brain fade, he said, in the steward's room, like just at the, at the finish there. Um, because he's pleaded guilty, he gets 10% off. Then he hasn't been, he's been suspended once in two years. So that entitled him to a, 40% discount for good, basically good behaviour and being a, cl- a very clean riding jockey. And then he finally got 10% off because he was going to miss Golden Slipper Day, which took it down to six meetings. So he got 60% off the original uh, freight for the charge. So he needs to get one meeting off. And, you know, there's, it'll be interesting. I'd say the appeal will go in today and it'll be heard next week. So the start of Golden Slipper Week will have... Him have James McDonald appealing, trying to ride Slipper Day, and we'll we'll have the Nashville Willer inquiry continuing from his from his ride on another cognac on Saturday, which will be another interesting inquiry. And I'd say they'd both be done on Monday. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what would be the outcome for Nash? Well, it, it it's it'll be an interesting one because he's that they um they took a lot of evidence on Saturday. I think they've gone away and had a look at betting and things like that. Look to me, and um, I've watched a few of these inquiries, that Nash was looking for an inside run as per his instructions and got a bit, uh, was looking at it for a long time. And in racing, you know, three seconds can feel like an hour. And, you know, a couple of seconds, if you wait a second too long, there goes your chances. And I think that's what happened. He got a little bit fixated on the inside run. When he got the horse to the outside, it, it flew to the line. They, they were concerned about his lack of vigour over the last last 100 metres too, that it wasn't the usual natural will of vigour. Well, you know, I think Jeez. the bird had flown by then. Yeah. Um, the Coolmore, wide open, really, when you have a look at the field. I mean, we spoke with Mick Price yesterday. Nash obviously meant to be on uh, Anavisto. Uh, drawn awkward, though. Uh, hoping your heart draws beautifully in nine for Kerry Parker and Tim Clark. And then, uh, well, she's a belter. It was just a train wreck, as uh, Paul Snowden said before last start. Oh, how, how good is Paulie Snowden with um, his information to the punters there? Yeah. He, 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 he should be on every week. He should have his own show. Well, we, um, can, we can get it arranged if he wants. <laughs> um, 
it, it's it's one of those races, the Coolmore, that that's that that you you're going to have an opinion on. Like yeah, you're going to have a horse in this race that you've been following for a long time. I think, and that you're 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 almost you're almost cemented to backing no matter what, whatever it go whatever it goes around in. So, handicap element makes it very interesting. Ana Vista rated up to its best. The gate does it no favours at all. Although it's a long run from that fifteen hundred metre start, it should be able to get across, but. You know, being a, a visitor and um, and one of the favourites, I don't think there'll be too many wanting to let it in. So I can see it being three wide. I think X-Pac goes for it, rolls forward. So there's going to be enough speed for every horse to get its chance here. It's just a matter of who gets the runs at the right time. Gee, X-Pac was good first up. Yeah, um, I think uh, you're, it was it was really good. And the, the form was franked. Frank there there on Saturday by Electric Girl running third in the yeah. group one, so behind two two outstanding horses in um, Artorias and Imperatrice. So and she had every right not to kick on. She was really good in that race. I thought thought, thought that that was one of one probably the best run of her career. So she's in outstanding form and expats obviously come back a lot better than it, than it was last preparation. Yeah, it's incredible what 12 months can do. I mean, this time last year, we were facing that big wet, weren't we? Um, and uh, we had meetings being abandoned left, right and centre. Today, sunny and 28. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 27. Saturday, 30 degrees, mostly sunny there in the west. And even looking yeah. into next week, they are tipping on Monday, 1 to 20 mils, some showers around. But then for the remainder they'd of the week... That. Dave, they'd love that at Rosal yeah. after a race meeting to get that rain, rain on Monday. It'd be perfect because it'll... Help pack 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 the track back down and have it in perfect condition for slipping day. As long as they don't get rain all week, rain early in the week helps track preparation. Talking to Mike Wooden blokes like that, you know they they just want the rain. They want to be able to control when the rain comes, and if they could control it, it'd be on a, on Monday or Sunday leading into a golden slipper just to help help with the track. Uh, now, what about uh, this? I wish I win. Um, he's drawn nicely. Hey Dave, Dave, yes, Dave, yes. let's let's give it the let's give it the title you gave it last week. Best the horse best in horse the country. In yeah. The best horse in the country. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to an opinion, are they? <laughs> yeah, well it's um it's looking for its first group one on Saturday. And as as we know, in Australia, I think this is a good point. I I, I see Shane Anderson was on Twitter, he's over in Europe now, but he he made a good point that uh, the really great horses in Australia win at weight for uh, at um, at one of these handicaps. You go back to your Winxes and and the Black Caviars. They all won a big a big handicap, and that's that's one of the great things about Australian racing that sets it apart from the rest of the world that we have these races. Um, I wish I win. He gets into the race with the right weight. He's his favourite. He's a favourite against a lot of good sprinters. It's going to be. It's it's not a give me, but you know we'll we'll see what, how it goes. I'm sure there'll be there'll be support for um, uh, Private Eye. Joe's got him absolutely tuned up and flying. And first up last time he was he was pretty good. And what's doing with this uh, Strappers uh, story that's now going around, which you have been, uh, mind you, um, talking and writing about for a little while now. Yeah, it's been a. Uh... Oh, we might have just lost Chris there off uh, Kodak. Have we lost him, Boydo? He's coming back now. Gee, I love the urgency from Boydo, just nodding. Yeah, we've lost him, mate. Yeah, how good. It's like, it's like the ship yeah. sinking. It's like the ship sinking. Sorry, yeah, sorry. By, by sorry, the way, mate, there's a no, hole down there. There's a hole in the back of the boat. Yeah, that's all right. We've got you back, Chris. 
yeah, sorry about that. No, that's just right. A, just a phone call there from um, people I've been chasing. Um, so what's happened? This has been going for 10 years, the 1.5%. No other state does it. Let's be clear on that. Only New South Wales gives the strappers something out of the prize money, and it's, it comes straight from the owner's pocket. So they don't see this money. Uh, it's paid to stables in Sydney and around the state. They have to put in how many hours the strapper works and all that, and it's worked out on a pro rata basis every month for all the stables. So every they all, all get it. Right. So, so hang what, on. So, so hang on. So just just to just to clear this up. So the only state to give strappers any money whatsoever is New South Wales, right? Yeah. So in a direct form. In a form direct like form. This. Right. Okay. So then then you go on to you know they didn't give it to in a state. Now the rules were clearly set out, and it's been everyone's been um, everyone everyone's been aware of it on. It's been an argument for, with um, interstate stables who have bases in Sydney since it come in. There have been country trainers who have been disappointed. They don't get it because they do not employ stable hands for enough hours to get, get, the, get the money paid to them. So um, there, there are a lot of people who miss out. Now, money goes into a fund, which is a welfare fund for stable staff and, and, and jockeys. So if someone dies and they need, they need their funeral paid for it, you go to Racing New South Wales, you say... This person worked in a stable for five years, uh, you know, and the, they've hit a, hit a bit of a hard time and racing New South Wales can uh, help out. And you never hear about when they do that. They, they're very uh, – they, they just keep that to themselves. But that's what this money – what the money that goes into a goes into a fund that we don't actually know how much is in there, but there'd be – I'd suggest there'd be plenty in there because um, every time an interstate horse win has won a race um, – the one and a half percent has dropped into that fund. So, what happened is in September they went up to two percent and they changed the conditions on it, and that's where these horses have been started getting paid, like your Jack and O's, like your I Wish I Wins, like, um, like yeah, the David Van Dyke horse that ran third, Gypsy Goddess in the in the Golden Eagle. They they all have their strappers have all been paid the two percent, and uh, it's probably. That hasn't been done in a really um, good way, you'd say, and it's probably a bit messy. Um, it's something they've got to clean up. I think this might help uh, uh, speed up that that um, that um, process at Racing New South Wales. And you know, they'll have a look at it. Um, I'm not here to be an apologist for New South Racing New South Wales, but it's prob. Oh, personally, I think if you're going to take one and a half percent for a strapper or two percent now, that um, any strapper who goes to a race course should be entitled to it, or the stable should be entitled to it, and they should be able to to do it. Now, the other thing you've got to remember with this, it's not paid to the stable, it's paid directly to the strappers under the prize money um, allocation. So they've got to they've got to be registered, and you know, there's a whole whole group of things that go through there. But it does it doesn't look the pub when you start when you start talking about it. Yeah. At the we're just lo- we're just losing you, Chris. There, so I don't know what's happening with your reception, mate. Um, but I'll, I just want to ask you another question. So, obviously, we saw an article pop up overnight um, over the last couple of days in relation to uh, this this issue. Um, what's happening? Um, however, and I wasn't aware of this. I I thought maybe I've been just living under a rock. I thought that it didn't matter what state you're in, you got paid as a strapper. So that's not the case. No. So if I, so if I, the rules are clear. Yeah, the rules are clear on Racing New South Wales about how this strapper payment's made. And yep, yeah, that's you fine. actually have to, 
you have to actually be trained, do wouldn't, some TAFE qualifications and things like that to be to qualify the, for it. So. Wouldn't the biggest story though, Chris? Right? Wouldn't the biggest story though for mine? And maybe I'm, mate. You talk about the pub test. Wouldn't the pub test be that if you're a strapper? And your horse doesn't win in Melbourne, or your horse doesn't win in Doombin, or your horse doesn't win at Morfordville, or Launceston, or Darwin, and you got the backside out of your pants that you're not getting something out of it. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be the biggest story? Then yes, okay, it is. I totally agree with you. If your horse wins at Ramwick, and you're from Melbourne, and you're the strapper, get something. But wouldn't every other state be looking at this, going, well, hang on a second, shouldn't we be looking after our strappers too? Wouldn't that be the biggest story? And, and that's what it is. Like, in the end, they've tried... What Racing New South Wales tried to do is make sure that all stable staff who are working yeah. in, in stables in New South Wales are qualified. So they've got to do a horse handling course, which costs money, but the... the And it's actually capped. So once you get to a certain level in the stable, you, you can't get it. So if you get paid more than... There's a cap on how much you get paid. Understand. Where you get it. Get it. So... Some track work riders don't get this because they earn too much from their, their okay. job. So, understand. So, so it's means. It's got uh, a means. To, it's got a means test to it. It's but, means tested. But honestly, but in all seriousness, though, like if I'm if I'm a battling trainer and I have a uh, a horse, I'm not a big stable. I've got a battling strapper, and I go to Flemington and I win on a big day. Shouldn't I get something? Like, are we? We're in 2023. We talk about record profits here and there. Why hasn't every state got this in place? To me, that's the story and that's the disgrace. It's not that these blokes have won an Everest and haven't got their 200,000. So I love the article on racing.com and I love all the, oh, it's New South Wales v Victoria. But to be honest, I didn't even know that this wasn't uh, available in any other state. And do you know what? That's a disgrace. I'm sorry, but that's a disgrace, Chris. So most owners give the strappers something, and that's and and not, so they should. The system. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Like, I, I I think we go we play too much on this racing New South Wales racing Victoria yeah. Victoria thing. I think everything is seen through that prism now, and it's always like, point scoring between the two states. Don't let's just don't let's write just it. Don't write it. Yeah, exactly. Don't write an article about, oh, that you know, these blokes aren't getting paid. And, like, you know, I know that J.D. Hayes has been quoted saying, oh, you know, it's about New South Wales. To be honest, that's not even the story for me. The story is is that if I'm a trainer, a smaller trainer from another part of New South Wales, or I could be from Queensland, or I could be from wherever, and I take my horse out of New South Wales and race it, and my strapper, who is not that well uh, financially off, and it's a dream come true, should be able to get something of that. And if we can't do that as a racing community in 2023 as a big country, then we are dead set kidding ourselves. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I know there'll be people out there that'll go, oh, Stanley, but I'm sorry. Every single state should be looking after the smaller guy because if it's not for the smaller guys, Chris, we're nothing. Absolutely nothing. The problem, you've got to remember, there is a problem with getting staff at the moment. And, and this is one way that... Um, I know talking to a few people who are with with strappers who know strappers well, this this payment that comes in once a month is just a top up that is they they look forward to because they get their wage every week, but this is like a little bonus for them, and they, they look and forward what, to it. It makes it, may, it might make the difference between exactly. it might make the difference between um, you know uh, going out for dinner one night or staying at home and and, and eating at home, you know, they, and and having it having a little bit better life, but that's. 
that's that's and that's then we and we talk the the exactly industry. and we and we also talk about how our industry uh, we know the people in our industry we love the people the people in our industry love these horses from having a horse with with Will and Richard and from going and watching that fast response the young girl her name eludes me but she is the strapper for that horse it's it is it is like her child and the way in which she treats that horse cares for him the emotion that she showed when that horse's race when I've been standing there beside her I, I, as I said, the, this story will develop and it can be turned into whatever it want to be if they want it to be us versus them. But for me, the biggest story is that this state we are in now is the only state that has anything like this in place. And I think that is the bigger disgrace. I think every other state, doesn't matter where they are, should have something like this in place and a means test to help out those people that are not as fortunate as you and I and others. Yeah, well, I'll just put it this way, Dave. I'll, I'll, I'll also point out that some stables don't get in New South Wales because they don't have like a stable and they don't have a strapper who works there for a certain set number of hours. You can't, and and you've got to show you pay them. That's the big thing. It's not it's not just handed out for someone who turns up on race day. These are no. people who are working in the stable exactly. stable every day, and they and they they get it as a as, as part of a part of a system that's a bonus. Yep. So um, it's going to be, it's going to develop. It's one of those that have been going on for ten years. There's been people who have missed out for ten uh, right that right back. You know, Gordon Richards when he brought um, Gitra here, he he applied to have it paid to his um, to to the staff at Clare Cunningham's because they were looking after the horse basically, and they could because of the rules they couldn't pay it to them. So there's a long it's a long term thing. We we all know we. It's been known about for a while. It's be it's come to the fore now. I agree, hundred percent. Hopefully it gets, but hopefully again, it gets fixed, and hopefully yeah. it goes nationwide. A hundred percent. Hit the nail on the head. Hopefully it gets fixed here. But hey, before we start teeing off and saying, hey, this bloke hasn't been paid or this lady hasn't been paid, why don't we have it in our own state as well? And that should be right across the board everywhere. But the other thing, the other thing is with with things like that is that. Some of these strappers who who work in work at night meetings of that they're working longer hours than they ever did, and they, you know, it's it's because the waiting industry is going like with night meetings uh, in other states, particularly at, uh, in Queensland and Victoria. You know, you look at their, they're working three or four nights. A, yeah, they could work two or three nights a week, like, and they'll still be at the track at four a.m. next day. I know they still have to be, but if you're if you're a bloke who wants to work hard, you'll give it up to work, aren't you? Exactly right, Chris. Thanks so much, mate. Appreciate you coming on this morning. We'll chat soon. Chris Roots from the Sydney Morning Herald. A couple of texts on the text line. Uh, Dino, Dave, the strapper for our little mare does it tough, and whenever we can throw us some money to help along, we will. Cheers, Dino. Uh, I think that's uh, sensational of you, and you wouldn't be the only one. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening that uh, that we. We know how much love and care go into our racing our horses in various stables. Uh, here, here, Dave, couldn't agree with you more. Bo, cheers from Albury. I uh, agree with you, Dave, 100%. It's not a matter of just getting people to agree with me, but I, as I said, I saw that story about the strappers, and I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. And I thought, okay, well, yeah, they're not getting paid. Maybe they should be getting paid and whatnot. And then to find out, though, that the only jurisdiction that does this is New South Wales uh, blew me away, to be honest. And I think that, uh, gee... That's it's 2023, and we talk about you know uh, our world around us and whatnot. You know, fair income. If it can't, if we can't find some sort of money somewhere, especially if the horse is winning in these races, going to those people that 
care and love the horse as much as we do and are there, you know, nearly 24-7, boy, oh, boy, I think we are kidding ourselves. It's 9.40.